Have you been to the place where the fireweed grows? The caribou roam and the northern lights glow. Come learn from the people who call this place home. This is Denali 360. Welcome to Denali 360. I'm your host, Nova, and today I have the distinct pleasure of two lovely ladies as my guest. Becky Klaus, owner of Black Bear Coffee Shop, located in the canyon here in Denali National Park, as well as Sarah Beth Tanner, who is an alumni of Cabin Night Dinner Theater. That's what brought her first to Denali. And today we'll learn a little bit about their special relationship that they have cultivated over the years and that has moved them from initially seasonal workers to entrepreneurs, uh, making Denali basically kind of explode into the world with all sorts of um, tasty treats, shall we say. (laughs) Welcome, ladies. We're glad to have you both. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how you initially came here. Sarah Beth, you're back visiting a little bit, so let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your history and passion for Denali, what initially brought you here. Sure. Uh, Well, thanks for having us. This is such a treat. Um, I first came to Denali in 2006. Um, I was an actor at the Cabin Night Dinner Theater. I was uh, hired out of a large cattle call audition in Memphis, Tennessee, um, where the uh, manager and uh, director and um, all things Cabin Night, Todd Norris, um, plucked me out of a sea of girls in jewel tone wrap dresses and I was wearing um I was wearing green pants and a blue sweater at this audition and I'm sure I stuck out but I think he was like she seems hardy enough (laughs) hardy enough so I was hired to uh work as an actor and performer and server at the dinner theater and came up in 06 and loved it and then came back in 07 and then really loved it you know got that first summer was um so everything was so new and fresh I'd ever and so overwhelming and then 2007 I knew what to expect from the seasons and from um what you know what like what to look out for and and have and enjoy and then 2008 2009 2010 um 2010 I um formed a band with some uh cabin night um co-workers and dear dear friends so I uh, played music we we used to um play at festivals 2010 2011 um, sweet and Ginger Heat. Sweet Ginger Heat. That's the name of the band. And then 2012, I had told myself I wasn't going to come back for the summer. I really wanted to be in one place. I had an apartment in Mississippi, which is where my family lives. And um, at the very, I had already said no to cabin night. And then at the very last minute, I decided to come back. And um, that's when I worked full time at the Black Bear. Uh, I started, I was the part-time baker at the Black Bear in 2008 and 2009, which means uh, I was there two days a week to give the full-time baker a couple days off, and I was working at the cabin night and at the Black Bear, which was a lot. Um, But then in 2012, I came back and I was the full-time baker, and that is where the seed of our current project was planted, but that that's me and becky tell us about you what first brought you to denali well it was first here in 2002 i had a random acquaintance that had lived in healy and he said oh you know there's a bunch of college-age kids that come up here and work in the summer and there's this place called the black bear coffee house and it just seems like it would fit you like a glove and so he gave me the number of this woman and i called her 
Beth Barrett and talked to her for about 10 minutes and she just hired me to come up and I was like, do you want like my last name or my phone number or something? <laughs> She's like, no, I'll just see you when you get here. And so I came up and called her and I was like, Beth, this is Becky Klaus. And she's like, who? And I was like, oh no. <laughs> but I got here and um, I was 19, wide-eyed and didn't, I mean, it was blowing my mind coming straight out of Chicago. And I came back every single summer. So I went from becoming the assistant manager that first summer to becoming general manager at 21 in 2004. Totally clueless. But I was the one who showed up, came back, tried hard, and really cared. And it grew me. You know, like everything that Black Bear has become was from nothing, really. Like, it was a totally different place at the time. And so we have evolved it. And so I was general manager there for nine years until um, Adam Stout, who was my husband at the time, and I bought it in 2011. And um, he is still my business partner, my parent partner. And I am in Denali and he is in Oklahoma, but we still do the Black Bear, and I've been here every summer except for 2020 when it did not open because of COVID. So going on 19 summers of Black Bear and never a winter in Alaska. Ah, amazing. So I think after you worked there for a while, another little transition took place, right, Becky, with Black Bear? So in 2010, um, I had a baby first. That was Bear. And then it was like, well, let's buy a business because why not do everything at the same time? And so um, my partner then, Adam, and I decided to buy Black Bear. So he was the business side and I was the everything else side. And that then started the process of like creating what I had the vision for initially. I saw a need for having real breakfast and wanting to do more food from scratch and so it was just a slow step-by-step and that took a lot of like physical renovations in Black Bear and so we started that process in 2014 went through several renovations to make it into what it is today going from rinky-dink coffee shop to full-on restaurant and so we've rebranded Black Bear Coffee House as the Black Bear to be restaurant now and now we just try to keep up busy enough as it is. I think it's fun in Denali how so many businesses are family driven. And with the Black Bear, there was initially a family that owned them. And in my recollection of my years here, you very much became a part of their family and were able to kind of carry that tradition on by not just a new owner coming in and swooping in and taking over the coffee shop, but a family member to them kind well, of that the they same. yeah, yeah. We, that, and I feel like that's so much like we have our family group of so that was the Denali Air family really because R.D. Rosso owned Denali Air and his longtime partner Beth Barrett owned Black Bear and so they shared their housing we shared you know maintenance people and help and support and so when I first came when I was 19 I really was seeking that connection and family and belonging to something I was coming out of a difficult time with my own family and really looking to feel like needed and like I belonged and so I kind of globbed on to these people and Beth Barrett really became a mother figure to me um of that time, which was really healing for both of us, exceptionally healing. And we found 
our I we worked together well where she trusted me eventually to take over as general manager at 21 years old in 2004 and you know that she wanted me to be the one to buy it and eventually I did it took her a few years of convincing me she was pushing and I was like I'm (laughs) I don't need to do that I'm almost like 25 or 26 you know but eventually with the partner of Adam um, he really helped me to manifest that dream he was the driving business force and he helped to secure the loans and to push the growth of which I was risk averse to so it was a collaboration but you know real-time implementing of changes was me and the vibe and the cultivating of the black bear family was very important to me and still as I do my hiring now I really seek out culturally like-minded people that can enjoy each other's community work well together communicate vibe it's not me anymore it's the it's the collective but I like to be the catalyst and with that collection I think when people come to Denali, especially for seasonal work, which so many do, we are looking for those people that will not only work together, but eat, sleep, breathe together yeah, at the same time. And yeah, you have to definitely be somebody that gets along well with others versus run with scissors, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we got to get those people on an airplane back to their mother. <laughs> exactly. So ladies, let's move forward now. So we are currently in a new project that is blossoming for the two of you. So tell us a little bit about you definitely have stepped forward from your initial times here in Denali and have both uh, cultivated your own professions so tell me how that has culminated now in this new collaboration between the two of you we are writing a cookbook yes I love saying it (laughs) I really do Um, this is the the, a little seed that was planted back in 2012 maybe before when I was working at the black bear Um, I had many restaurant jobs throughout my theater career, and uh, the Black Bear was easily my favorite, and I learned so much about um, cooking and baking there, and um, uh, I now live in Chicago full-time. I don't come back... where I'm from, ironically. Yeah. So I don't come back seasonally at this point. That's not to say I never will. Um, But Mm -hmm. um, I uh, am a recipe developer, and food stylist kind of I call myself a culinary creative and uh, as I'd, I I, I kind of call it quilting as I quilt my my culinary creative career together um, I have been wanting to get into writing cookbooks and especially co-authoring cookbooks um, and it's one of those creative things that you kind of have to have done it to do it it professionally and so I was thinking you know I really would love to do that black bear cookbook that we talked about a long time ago because I did some um, uh, rejuvenating recipes when I was there Uh and did some um, organizing of the recipe book and trying to make things more um, easy to uh, duplicate year after year for new staff making these recipes that uh, everybody knows and loves and wants to be the same every year for a new staff. And so we had talked about it a long time ago. And then, um, so in my uh, day job in my in Chicago, 
I do recipe development, I do food styling, I do product development. And uh, this in 2020, I started teaching cooking classes virtually. I had planned to do them uh, in person, and then the first one was April 1st, 2020. So womp womp, you know. And But it, it uh, pivoted to Zoom. And I realized that um, people love to cook in their own kitchens. They really like to learn. And in that time, in that, that moment, we were all craving social connection because we were all huddled up in our homes. And it just, it really took off. And uh, Becky was uh, called me and said, hey, I want to hear all about your classes. I'm thinking of doing something similar. And in that conversation, we came back to this idea of the cookbook. And we realized that that was... Mm-hmm. the spark of the next phase of what was going to happen because I was ready and primed to write one and she had always had this dream. Yeah, tell yeah, us about I, that. I had wanted to do a Black Bear cookbook for a few years. I have every Midwestern housewife emailing me asking me for the whatever, burial bar recipe or something. And, and you know, it's like, well, you know, Jan's not going to be my competition, so we're going to email <laughs> her this recipe and like, you're welcome. But they got to the point where it's like, gosh, we really could sell something. And I definitely also wanted to create a memoir of Denali that captured the seasonal culture of people that lived there because it's so unique and so attractive and beautiful. And there wasn't anything like that. And it's, you know, and so Sarah, yeah, I called her and I was like, oh, I'm trying to figure out how to like make money in a pandemic. Let's do some <laughs> biscuit classes because she's the biscuit queen of Chicago and I'm the biscuit queen of Denali. And I was like, dude, we got this unlocked. But she's like, oh, you know, what's, what else is going on? And I said, well, you know, I'm thinking about this cookbook. And I I didn't know that, I honestly didn't think that you were, had that spark of that you wanted to do that. I didn't know. And I was like, I remember you saying, oh, I would love to do a Black Bear cookbook. And I thought, oh, Sarah Beth and I could do this. And it felt so good. Like, of course, you, you're the person because she had been such an incredible baker at Black Bear while she was there full time, you had a lot of initiative and you were also a leader and you cared so much. I did. And I do. <laughs> I did see how that job was important to you. And as we talk about it now, that that was like a, a launching point of really diving into being a cook, you know, when you're testing out these skills and you're given the responsibility to have to do the shit. Yes. You're like, okay. <laughs> and the same way with me. In my time, you know, my summers are only in Black Bear. My winter life is always doing other things. And so I've done restaurant work forever. That food and beverage is, aside from a couple of hotel jobs, like that's what I've done in the winters. And I've gone from front of the house and then I started moving to back of the house work probably like... 2006 or so 2006 and 7 I really started cooking more professionally in the winter time life moves on and I started doing a lot of events work in Dallas in the winter time where I was and then I had um, stepped into a private chef position in 2013 and that was the first opportunity that I had to really gain confidence as a chef and know that I had skills that I, you know, just like realizing your own talents. It's like, okay, yeah, this I'm a chef now. This is great. Because I'd always identified as a baker. That was my first passion. And then at, when I stepped into Black Bear Life, then it was a barista. And now, years later, that chef confidence came forward. And so then I really moved 
in um, the direction of just diving into the culinary world in the winters in, in Dallas. And I worked with some incredible people. Um, Ryan Dawson was someone who I worked with at Circle T Ranch. He had come um, from the Ritz-Carlton Lake Tahoe and I was his sous chef and he opened my whole world up to learning a ton of classical cuisine. And then I went on to, you know, do more things with Black Bear and, and change and grow. And then I collaborated a lot with my then kitchen manager, Amy Stouch at Black Bear for three years. We really worked on developing Black Bear as a restaurant, as this brunch, scratch, vegan, gluten-free, alt, local food, um, real food with integrity, you know. So that's my food journey, and here we are together. And so the Black Bear recipes are cultivated. I mean, some of them have been there longer than me, and I don't even know where that pecan coffee cake came from. It's probably <laughs> some, It's probably like Terry Pennington and Healy <laughs> recipe or something. Um, yeah, that's right, Terry. And, uh, you know, some things I'm still developing now and creating on the fly, and at this time of my life, my food is vegan, gluten-free, no refined sugar, no eggs, no nuts, and, and that's more of what I'm changing and growing with as doing really alternative foods, but it's all there, all the goodies. So tell us, ladies, about some of the recipes that we'll find in the cookbook. If somebody hasn't been here and had the delicious food from the black bear, they might not know what to expect. Oh, the baked goodies are the first thing you see when you walk in the door. It's this big pastry case, and it's usually just chock full of lots of scrumptious things. So the pecan coffee cake is one that comes to mind that's a personal favorite. <laughs> um, but they're, uh, we're really known for the alternative flours, the gluten-free stuff, which is hard to find in Denali. So um, w people seek it out. Um, and I think they will come to the Black Bear specifically for that. Um, we have, uh, oh gosh, the, some crowd favorites are the um, apple cake, the vegan gluten-free sweet potato gingerbread. Um, the cookies are really good. Everything is made from scratch with real, real, real ingredients. Um, what are some other ones that are so delicious? Uh, almond jam cookies. Oh, yeah. Those are good. We have... Um, Things that black bottom cupcakes and the mm. blueberry lavender cupcakes, those are kind of more unique. The berry oat bars. Oh, the uh, berry oat Specifically bars. made to stick in your backpack for a hike. <laughs> <laughs> you can grab it when you get your coffee in the morning and head out. Um, and then we have, there are Biscuit. amazing, okay. oh, yes, the biscuits. <laughs> I was going to move on to the soups. I know the soups are about, a, yeah, a community I favorite. I love your soup memories. Because <laughs> she's, she's like, remember this soup? And I was like... Yeah. <laughs> I love the soups. So the baker would also make the soups. So you get in and you bake, 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 bake. Back and the then, day. yeah, back in the day, way back in the day, um, the, you would also make the soups. And I feel like making the soups at the Black Bear is what made me a good cook. It made me understand how to layer flavors. It made me understand. I was telling Becky this recently that it also helped me really learn how to prep efficiently. You know, when you're, when you're chopping five pounds or eight pounds of sweet potatoes for something you gotta you gotta know what you're doing or you're gonna be there all day mm -hmm. um so uh and then people would call me or this is kind of like right as text messages i guess started happening <laughs> people would text me and say like hey what soup are you making today <laughs> will you save me some and there were some real hits that 
cumin coconut scented Indian Indian stew, Indian coconut cumin stew. Um, and then the South, South African sweet potato peanut stew. Yeah, that was an Amelia Kircher contribution. Oh, so good. I love it. the Egyptian split pea. I mean, honestly, these are recipes that are kind of archived at this time because now the kitchen is like, well, what's coming out of the ground? What are we using up? What's awesome? What are we making? So, you know, all of our cooks do our soups and the baker does the pastries. And so we've kind of transitioned into a different realm but those are still so good and they are great memories and i know that there are people that will want this cookbook for these (laughs) recipes you know this cookbook is hopefully going to be we keep calling it kind of a souvenir cookbook we really are doing a lot of homework on finding just the right photographer because we want it to really um jump out at you for the deliciousness but so this is a souvenir cookbook for someone to take home to to purchase for themselves if they love the food at the black bear and they want to recreate that or if they're in line and they know they're looking for a souvenir to take home to aunt betty or their sister or brother or whoever likes to cook so this would be a good cookbook for that or a good souvenir something that you want to keep on your coffee table because the photography is so beautiful of the food and alaska and then also we feel like there are there is this like uh, Denali diaspora, I guess, that's spread all over that will that will remember those times of yes. texting Sarah Beth like, oh, is that the soup you're making today? Now you can make it at home. Yeah, like you know? the memories of the culture and how it, yes. like the beginnings of all of those parts of our hearts that kept us coming back, like the people that were there and the, the way that Denali opens you up to another part of yourself. Um, yeah, and the black bear itself, we've said before, black bear is the place you find your friends. And whether you know it or, or know them yet or not, you know, you'll find your old friends there and you'll meet your new friends there. That's the that's the whole principle of what I feel I do. Like, yeah, black bear is a restaurant, but my motivation is to connect to people through food, nurture them through food because that's what I love to do. I really love to connect to people and I can do it in a million different ways, but I choose to do it through Black Bear. Um, so it's it's a really meaningful place to me. I've given my whole heart to it. It's a great central location too. I mean, right there in the canyon, in Denali, while somebody's shopping for gifts and just walking from hotel to hotel, it's nice to have that place that you can just sit down and enjoy and don't feel like it's, uh, mass cattling of many many people it's but real. that it's it's intimate and it's local and it's um, a great memory to have from the area for sure it feels like one of the few places in the canyon that that is that and I know that Becky gets this feedback a lot from customers that say this feels like the the, the real place because you walk in and you see your bus driver drinking a latte and you see your server from cabin night in the window <laughs> on his computer it. making a movie for 37 <laughs> hours a week we're looking at you Hogan <laughs> uh, but the, you the know, third place Exactly. You said, Sarah but Beth. you walk in and you see the the community and not just other people that just got off the bus, you know? So it, it really feels like um, I, I I could imagine that if I were a tourist and I walked into the Black Bear, I'd be like, oh, this is the place. Yeah. I'll be coming back here tomorrow, too. Yes. Uh, and people do that. We I, Even just yesterday, or we were having a photo shoot and somebody walked by and said, we were here today. We'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be here every day. <laughs> I thought of it very much as the living room of Denali. Yes. 
where you come and spend your time and just kind of especially for the seasonal workers who live in these tiny dorms and then so you have your tiny dorm and you have your workplace you don't have a third place the black bear is your third place you go and that's your living room it, it's less that now i think because it is so, so busy, busy which is wonderful i mean we're you know that, that's great but there is kind of um yeah that, that feel isn't quite there as much as it used to be but like this is this project is is rolling all that together yeah you know tell yeah. us where you are on the project i always think it's fun when we are springboarding whatever our new creative outlet is at the time and so tell us where you are because obviously we're getting you at the very beginning of the project yes we are in the proposal writing process right now um we have all these amazing recipes uh one of the things that uh people will tell you and we're working with a cookbook coach um it the the very first thing you have to do is have a hundred recipes and most people don't have that the beautiful thing about this project is that we have this wealth of recipes from the restaurant and personally mm-hmm. um so we're we're kind of past that we've got the recipes what we have to do now with the recipes is scale them down for the home cook <laughs> the home cook doesn't need to make 64 <laughs> cupcakes usually uh, by so, the gram yeah. yeah and and that's where I come in because that's what I do every day at my day job is I am constantly making products and recipes for home cooks what is a home cook gonna be, have access to what equipment do they have in their home how much time are they really realistically gonna spend on this and there will be recipes for yeasted doughs and things that most home cooks will find to be a stretch not all but some that are important to us to have in the recipe book. But my goal is to really make this very accessible for someone who doesn't necessarily have a lot of experience in a professional kitchen. Um, But anyway, the point is we are right this trip. So I just came to visit this week. This trip was all about being together and remember and, and figuring out what it is that we are doing with this and to start lining out our proposal that we will now be sending to different publishers, hoping that they will take a chance on us to publish our book. Um, And Sarah Beth's uh, experience and I and mine are coming from two different sides of recipes, which is great. I am professional. She's this approachable person that like is the home cook friend to teach you how to, you know, broaden your skill set. So her toolbox is really great. And she's created so many recipes for the home cook and I've created so many recipes for the professional kitchen and she is the ideal collaborator for me in so many ways and not just because of your skills but like as a human who just is in love with this place of black bear this place of denali we share the same culture and community here and we we both love to write and you know we feel so good about this and this is a passion project. Yeah. This isn't something we're trying to get rich off of because I don't think that's possible. You don't write good books <laughs> to make money. You really don't. It's something to share of ourselves. This is like, you know, recording something in time mm-hmm. to be kept special. And also having the um, uh, a reason to come to Denali. You yeah, know? Like, I know. Right? I, I'm excited. I'm already planning my trip next year. We're talking about hopefully... At, it, all of this is theoretical at this point, but we're hoping to maybe next summer have a photo shoot and then we'll see who knows what that timeline is going to be. Um, and who even knows about publishers? Uh, you know, like I said, we're working with a coach, so we feel pretty good and we do kind of feel like we have this ideal 
intersection of skills and um, that this is grooving, you know, yeah. but right now we, we don't know what the finished product is going to be right now. We're in the process of finding the next right step. What's the next thing to do? So you take that step and then the next step becomes clear or it doesn't and you, you have to search for it, but that's where we are right now. And um, we have the goal of a cookbook. And if the pub, if going a traditional publisher route doesn't pan out in the next seasons then we'll explore maybe self-publishing that would be something that we could maybe do um, we are really hoping to find a publisher in alaska or at least in the pacific northwest who really understands this culture um, we are confident that this cookbook could sell in gift shops bookshops all over alaska and hope that that will be the case um, and we do think that there is appeal uh, outside in the lower 48 and beyond. Um, but I that we really feel like this is going to be a very um, location specific uh, book. Mm -hmm. And if you know, there are things, especially kind of the alternate baking, those things are very hot right now, very trendy in the cookbook world. So I think that there is appeal beyond. Um, but I think that this book, you'll you'll also need to uh, care about Alaska to yeah. really enjoy it. So we have some time goals. Like, we'd love for this to be something coming out in 2023. And we're so flexible, right? It's like, <laughs> we have no idea how long it takes to make something like this happen. But we certainly plan on doing some great book tours around. And mm -hmm. we might even sing for you. <laughs> the, the singing book tour so yeah, buy our cookbook because you're going to get a real good promotional deal <laughs> you might get some biscuits yeah <laughs> well we're very excited to watch for the cookbook ladies have you thought of a name at all for it we have a few floating around we, we, we don't have anything firm yet but we're trying to figure out just exactly the right there will probably be some kind of um, very simple title with a tagline that we're, yes. yeah. Perfect. Well, we won't make yeah. you give that away okay, yet. Yeah. You can still think about it You'll for a while. It's the Black Bear <laughs> <laughs> Well, obviously, you ladies have had a great time in Denali itself, and the um, sense of relationship and community and family that you both have found here has launched your later years, uh, thinking that you just came initially. <laughs> as a seasonal worker. So let's talk a little bit about um, if somebody's coming to Denali for the first time, whether they are coming to be a seasonal worker, whether they are a visitor, what advice could you share with them? What lesson have you learned? However you want to approach it, this is your opportunity to share this great place with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So what would be your piece that you want to share with them? Well, I feel like just jump right in, dive in. The thing that is so unique about this place is the open-hearted, eager connection that is between humans. And so just don't hesitate to meet someone and like, yeah, let's go on a hike together. Let's. There's this lack of barriers between humans here it's like a safe place to just connect and that is like adventure time all over the place to just meet someone sitting at the black bear and be like you want to go on a hike yeah let's go right now it's just get out of your comfort zone and dive into the adventure of other people or a hike or mountains 
Yes, get out of your comfort zone. That's a really good way to put what I was trying to think uh, to say. Um, To someone who's coming to Denali for the first time as a tourist, who's coming temporarily, my advice is to get off the bus, get get out of the tour. If there's any way that you can book an extra day where you're in charge of your own schedule, Um, so that you can do whatever it is you want. If you went into the park and you didn't see the moose, the bear, the mountain, the midnight sun, whatever it is that you came to see, that you can try again the next day because it's going to be different every single day. Um, So back when I lived here and my uh, family and friends were coming to visit, I would just say, you know, uh, fly here and rent a car so that you are the master of your own destiny. So that you, if you waited 50 years you're here on your 50th anniversary and you came into the mountain and the one thing you wanted to see you didn't see in the three hours you were there it's it can be a little disappointing sometimes so i i do feel like if you can be an independent traveler be an independent traveler um because then you can stay an extra day here or there and, and and really milk it for what it is that you want um for a seasonal employee i would say there is so much more than you think there is to this place especially when you first come that first even first season you know I feel like I didn't really start to feel um, I mean I felt very much at home immediately and still feel that way but there are things even on this trip in 2021 that I am learning about Denali the place the the landscape the people the history the culture so dig deeper, dig yeah. in and get out of your comfort zone because there is always something more to learn. That, that Alaska in general and Denali especially is one of those things in life where you'll never know everything. Yeah. And you can just, you can be a, a, a scholar of all things Denali for your entire life and not know everything. So just read the books, you know, mm-hmm. go on the interpretive tours and just learn everything because it is so rich. I think the other really important thing is that a lot of people come here to learn more about themselves Mm. and allow for times where you're not doing, but you are just being. Go sit in the forest, even just for an hour, and be still. That, your own quieting and unfolding, is the biggest thing you will learn being here. Mm. That will change how you seek purpose and connection throughout every other part of your life. Amen. You, because you want that. You know it can happen. Yeah. I feel like, um, I'm going to cry, A and B, (laughs) I feel like um, I learned so much about what really is important in life. Yes. Yeah. And you go to other places and you seek the ease and connection and and connection that you have here because it fills you so much and you grow so easily in this place where you're wide open and you're filled and you're broken open too. And that's really special because it it can be really challenging to live in this wilderness Mm. Um, in adult summer camp sometimes. <laughs> but you can't find it as easily as you can here, so a lot of other places are disappointing. Mm-hmm. And there's this returning to a part of yourself when you come back here again. Yeah. It's a very casual culture. I love to tell my friends, 
you know, when they were coming to visit and family, they'd ask what they needed to pack. And I'd be like, in the nicest restaurant in Alaska, and I go there often, you will see people in their hiking boots and their, you know, they just came in off the off the bush or whatever. And like there was one time I was at, this isn't the nicest restaurant in Alaska, but I was at Panorama Pizza. <laughs> and this guy shows up with a backpack full of doll sheep meat. He had just come in. There was a doll sheep head, and it was so heavy. He like he was letting people pick it up. Oh it was my god! Meat, and it was Drunk the hide, and there was like a, a yeah, like a just freshly like killed Rick sheep Dotson. head. It was unbelievable. But like that's the life. And so you have you. There is this. Um, there is no fashion show. There is no oh rat gosh, race. The there most is no like pretentious. None place. of us are wearing makeup. Like there's no it, yeah. it, the things that I feel that resonate with me that really do truly matter to me. Uh, maybe not in life, but to me. Um, you learn that um, how to be a conservationist in a way. You have to be really aware of your water usage. You have to be really aware of your waste that you are making your impact yes your impact you have to be really aware of those things in a way that that the uh, modern culture contemporary culture in general is not right. in any way i think awareness awareness is the key word there because you become aware of yourself of your relationship with others of your impact on the earth your relationship with resources yeah yeah that's a big one. And this is, and going back to like the no makeup, bare bones, it's like this is the most genuine group of people, unpretentious, like what you see is what you get. And there's a f- great freedom and ease of that. Yeah. Of being able to just be whoever you are. I think coming here for the first time, you can reinvent yourself as whatever you feel. And it's a widely accepted, diverse, dynamic community of people whether you're super straight laced or whether you have you know flamboyant beauty in you this is like everyone is together in this community and that's it's so inclusive i found like denali itself that's it's just a joy to share that I also will add that you can find us at theblackbeardenali.com. Oh, sure. We're on Instagram at theblackbeardenali and Facebook. And we will be updating all of our cookbook stuff through our social media at theblackbeardenali. Uh-huh. And, and you can find me at sbtcooks.com and sbtcooks on Instagram as well. Ladies, is there anything else you want to add in there? We love you, Nova. We really do. You're just the perfect person to have this day with. (laughs) As we are sitting here with the totally fresh snow, sunshine mountains, we're literally looking at Denali. Blue skies. The mountain right now as we're having this conversation. And I'm, I I just, you're, you are not only the perfect person to have this right here, but like, I am so excited about this project of yours. I think that it is something that this that this community needs and the outside world needs. That, Mm. you know, like... I know so many people that want to come here but don't know where to start and don't know how to have a real experience here. They only know to, you know, jump on a cruise tour, and that's fine if that's what you want to do. But people want something deeper, and they and you are giving them access to that, and that is so big, so big. Thank you, ladies.
Thank you so much to Sarah Beth Tanner and to Becky Klaus for being our guest today. If you go to Denali360.com, there's a tab at the top called Made in Denali. And the ladies have promised that once that cookbook is out, you can actually go to that tab, find the information, and see all their artwork, creativity, and hard work that went into their new entrepreneurial project. Thank you so much. Denali 360 is a production of Denali 360 LLC. Interviews are edited by Josiah Robinson. Podcast artwork designed by Daniel Karapedian. Theme song written and recorded by Jonathan and Brooke East. Special content and sponsorship recorded by James Rio. I am your host, Nova Cunningham. For more information on Denali Park, Alaska, go to Denali360.com.